You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. My name is John. I'm here with my good friend and co host, Tiny. Greetings. And we are calling on you to pray for Tua. Who has been injured? <laughs> yes. And our football season is in dire jeopardy. Uh, the last two games, so but we are actually here to give you updates on the craziest, wildest, oddest news stories the world has to offer. Yeah, I don't know. Have you listened to last week's episode? I, I actually haven't. No, uh, we weren't like super cocky. But oh, yeah. It was before the game. Yeah, and right. uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told you I th- I, we had a good chance to lose. So, well, you were correct, sir, because yeah. we did lose. Yeah, well, that happens from time to time. Not a lot around here. We lost in front of the president. We did. He jinxed us. <laughs> yes. You know? We jinxed us. The president's balloon got slashed. It did. That's a huge story. Yeah. Who works at BF Goodrich, mind you. Oh, yeah. I don't know the guy. Yeah. But we have like a lot of friends in common. Well, so maybe we need to get him on the podcast. He was on a <laughs> local radio show the other day, I heard. Yeah, I didn't hear it. When I went I went to listen listen to the audio. I don't know if the radio show's lawyers went and like pulled the audio or something, oh, yeah? but you couldn't hear it. Like oh. it had a, there was a video, but there was no, no I couldn't audio. get the audio to play. So. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm not for the destruction of property in any no. shape, form, or fashion, but that was pretty funny. By That's the way. what I was fixing to say. Yeah. I do not support what the guy did. No, not at all. Same as I, same way as I don't support what Harvey Updike did to Auburn Streets on not. Tumor's Corner. Yeah, right. But the the little bitty anarchist inside me yeah. did find it hilarious. I, I root for chaos at all times, <laughs> yes. so that was right up my alley. <laughs> but I heard he made some quotes about it was the Lord's work, and it was like a fight against good and evil or something. I'm a little like, much. Okay. Yeah, hey, look, in too deep. <laughs> yes. Might want to roll it back just Pull a bit. Pull it back just a little bit, okay? Yeah, this is the bit. dude who paid off a porn star not to <laughs> disclose any relationship deals yeah, right. between the, the two of them. So. That's standard. That's standard. We've all been there. Which, I mean, I guess if we want to be technically right, it was his lawyer who, who paid her. Right, yeah. For no reason. Yeah, just, just, just to pay just her. Just because. Right, <laughs> <Yes>. just because. <laughs> uh, so you got any good stories this week? Uh, Yeah, I've got some crazy stories. And, and one story that is actually not so good, oh, but yeah? we're going to talk about it anyway. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. What I you got, got? I got a few good ones. Got a guy who uh, or lost a bet and offered his wife his payment. Standard. We've all been there. You know, has bad football weekend. You got to come back from it somehow. Um, Wasn't there a movie about that? What was it? I I don't know. Indecent proposal. I don't think that was a bet though. But that was just like a rich guy who was like, "I got so much money, I can do what I want to do." Right. I haven't. I don't think I've ever even seen that movie. That was back in the nineties, so I wasn't allowed to. Right. I'm so bad. This I've never even watched that movie. I just don't watch movies. So. I was only eight years old at the time, and my mom didn't start letting me watch an R movies till I was ten. Oh, okay, so I was a good two years away from that. 
I did find out. All right, so, you know, for all of our listeners, I went out of the country, you know, this past week. The loss, uh, not was, to brag. So, the loss was so upsetting. <laughs> right. I couldn't even stay in right. Alabama. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it really <laughs> eased the pain of it. Like, <laughs> when that game, the clock clicked to zero, and I was like, well, we got to pack for the Grand Caymans. I got to go to the Cayman Islands. It'd be all right. But, uh, I did find out that flying from Atlanta into Grand Cayman Islands and back, I can watch eight and a half episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm on the plane. Oh, which nice. is awesome because they had like the whole TV set up. Yeah. It was great. Made a whole lot better because we had a whole lot of turbulence and I was just laughing the whole way through it. Everybody <laughs> was getting really nervous and I Everyone's was just like, giggling. He's, he's lost it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just giggling <laughs> with my headphones in. So I'll get us kicked off here. All right. We have a story. We've had a story similar to this in the past, but this is a breaking news story from the uh, past couple of days. A Florida man driving with beer in his hand blames the wind for blowing cocaine into his car. <laughs> now, we had a story about the wind in Florida blowing cocaine into a lady's purse. purse right. Yeah. So you need to well, you need to watch that wind down there. Apparently, cocaine is just floating around <laughs> Florida like willy nilly, you know? Yes. And somebody said, so that's why they call it blow, by the way. <laughs> a Florida motor motorist who had an open 38-ounce can of Budweiser in his car door. Report- they sell them like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get that. That's a, that's a, what, a 40? That's pretty much what they call a 40, right? <laughs> Is that a medium? <laughs> yeah. Medium size? Depends on the person. Uh, reportedly told police that the crack cocaine they also found in his vehicle must have come through an act of nature. Zach Joseph according to an affidavit posted on the smoking gun, said the wind must have placed it there when Fort Pierce police found cocaine residue in his car. He also theorized the police had planted the coke, which was found alongside what appeared to be a crack pipe. <laughs> well, that's not impossible. No, no it, it, it has, happened, it's happened, it happened before. before. Uh, the East Florida cops reportedly said the 37-year-old man had earlier been spotted drinking in his car in a hotel parking lot. Officers say the hotel where he was hanging out at is a hotbed for drugs and prostitution. When Joseph's vehicle pulled away and allegedly rolled past the stop sign, officers in an unmarked car pulled him over and claimed to have seen him trying to conceal his beverage. Officers also noted Joseph's blurry eyes and said he was very confrontational and looking around the vehicle vehicle as if to conceal another item. Well, now, blurry eyes, that doesn't... No. Sound like cocaine used to me, doesn't no, it? No, no, no. I don't, I mean, no. If it was like wide. Yeah, wide. wide very talkative. Very, you know, very. Uh, pitching like, some business plans. High strong. Yeah, oh can't yeah. Can't stand still. <laughs> uh, the alleged item he was looking to conceal was a baggie of residue that tested positive for crack cocaine. And so he was booked on charges, including possession of paraphernalia and the possession of drugs. He's maintained that the drugs are not his. Fort. They never are. No, of course not. No, <laughs> never yours. Uh, Fort Pierce officials have not responded to a request for records. And that's all the article has to state. Okay. But the saddest thing to me is uh, sitting in your car alone, drinking by yourself outside of a hotel. That's a, like, if, if at that point you don't make some, like, uh, inner dialogue about where your life went yes. wrong or something... Because that's a tough one. Because they describe the hotel as a hotbed yeah, for of, drugs and, and prostitution, prostitution. Right. Not an actual bed <laughs> yeah, right. for drugs and right. prostitution. Well, my thing is, like, 
if you know you're at the place with drugs and prostitution, why are you drinking alone? You can find a friend there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can find a friend. Well, maybe those friends, they don't BYOB. No, They true. don't bring their own. True. So. And I mean, it could have been that he was dropping a hooker off and she left her crack pipe in the car. <laughs> it's possible. That's a very plausible. It could be that the cops planted it there. Could be. Well, could I mean, be. what is this guy? Has he, uh, has he made any enemies or maybe have any past charges that I didn't stick? <laughs> maybe he slashed a Trump balloon or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But that's a, I feel bad for the dude. Hope he gets his life worked out. Yeah. But saying the wind blew it into your car is a little much. That's a little not, I mean, you could come up with a better excuse. We need to get some experts in, on the stand in a court of law. Oh, yeah. And find out what's going on yeah. with this wind that's <laughs> just blowing cocaine around in Florida. Now we know why people vacation in Florida so much. <laughs> yes. You basically don't have to pay for cocaine. It just blows into your car and your parts. I mean, I want to know what James Spann has to say about this, you know. <laughs> Cyclonic <laughs> activities bringing cocaine <laughs> <laughs> into into South Florida homes all over the world or all over the state. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, buddy. And, uh, you know, maybe find a friend. All right. Well, this next story, I'm going to go ahead and just get it out of the way. Okay. So, hey, people, you've been warned. I hope this doesn't trigger anybody. Oh, okay. But uh, a bucket of oh. hot diarrhea was randomly poured on a woman by a homeless man. Oh, and welcome to Where's the Line podcast. <laughs> That's wild. Yes, it says here that a night near the Hollywood Walk of Fame would change a woman's life as she was getting into her car. A homeless man sprinted across Hollywood Boulevard towards her. Heidi Van Tassel was parked in Hollywood after having a pleasant evening out with friends at an authentic Thai restaurant. Suddenly, a man randomly pulled her out of the car, dragged her out into the middle of the street, and dumped a bucket of feces on her head. Dude, that's disgusting! Oh. Van oh. Tassel said, and public records confirm. This is a quote from her. It was diarrhea, hot liquid. I was soaked. Oh. It was coming off my eyelashes oh. and into my eyes. Oh! Paramedics who came to treat me said there was so much of it on me that it looked like the man was saving it up for a month. Oh, which, no. who knows, maybe he had been. Yeah. Van Tassel was rushed to a Hollywood Presbyterian hospital after the grotesque attack, where she was tested for infectious diseases caused by contact with the feces. She'll need to be retested every three months. It doesn't oh. say for how long. Yeah, no. I'll oh. forever for me. I would never stop <laughs> yeah. getting tested. It was all inside my car because it was oh. so much. He just kept pouring it and splattering it all over me. Man. But like, <laughs> I mean, worst, worst night ever yeah, for absolutely. anyone. <laughs> absolutely. But I have several questions. I'll let you finish the article, though. I'm sorry. She said that the Los Angeles Police Department told her they would investigate the crime. <laughs> you better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but her phone calls to the department went unanswered. Van Tassel said that the police also promised to have their victim's advocate reach out to her to offer services. She said she never got a call. It is so traumatic. The PTSD that I'm dealing with is beyond anything that I've ever felt, Van Tassel said. There needs to be some kind of help for the victims of these crimes. Okay. <laughs> Poop crimes. Yeah. I agree. I'm on board for that. <laughs> the man who attacked her identified in court records as Jer Blessings. 
<laughs> oh, nice. How's that for a last name? <laughs> he was charged with battery and taken to jail. Blessings was described as a transient with schizophrenia and psychotic disorders. Yeah, I'll so, do it to you right there. That's a bad combo. Uh, he doesn't need jail time. He needs medical health care, Van Tassel said, yeah. which is very nice. Very, very understanding yeah. of her. Right. I would have been like, you, I'm a horrible person, just like John. I, yeah. But I would have been like, lock him up. Oh, I'd have, <laughs> you know? I would have killed him. I mean, no, no doubt about it. I would have killed this guy, <laughs> or at the very least, you know, held him down and poured my hot diary nah, on nah, him. He, I would have killed him. I would have been in jail for the rest of my life, and I would have been perfectly okay with it. But Van Tassel here is nicer than that. She says that she has empathy for him because he needs help. Jerer Blessings got help, but only for two months. He was sent by a judge to a residential facility for people with mental health issues, and then he was released in August. Oh. Security footage from the business nearby captured the attack, and body cam captured the aftermath as officers responded. But the LAPD and businesses would not release the footage, even when Van Tassel asked to see it. It was awful, Van Tassel said through the tears, and it changed my life forever. Okay. All right. So here's here's my questions for yeah. Jair Blessings, <laughs> yes. which sounds like somebody I've been on fish tour with before. All right. You have a bucket of diarrhea. That implies there's a lot of diarrhea, considering you poured it over. And first responders say he may have been saving it because it well, was right. everywhere. But it was hot. You know? <laughs> that, was he like, heating it up? Like, how do you keep it warm? That's what I want to know if you've been saving it up. Yeah. I mean, is that not a logical question to ask? It is. Or did he just have like a fresh one mixed in in there? That, like, you know, rose the temperature enough. I, I don't know. Or maybe room temperature in L.A. is better than room temperature. Maybe it was taco night down at the food, <laughs> shed, the food know, shelter. That is, he got all his friends to contribute. That's rough, man. Yeah, maybe oh, so. Man. Maybe it was like a group effort. Oh, my goodness. That is that's unthinkable. Like I said, I, I don't know that I could not kill the person you know like yeah. I, if in the moment mm -hmm. you know it'd be like a crime of passion or whatever yeah not saying that that's what should happen no we're just saying what would have happened yeah. like you put some dookie on me i'm going to be upset <laughs> yes. i'll be very very upset and i might kill you and the police are going to respond to my yeah. inquiry right. inquiries oh yeah i'll be camped out at the police department <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every day I'll be calling and asking. I mean, their about their it. response might be, "Sir, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna imprison you if you don't leave." But yeah. they are gonna respond yeah, somehow. No, I, yeah, I want to know. I want to <laughs> follow up. And the lady's much nicer than me, wishing for no jail time and all that, because I like, we're gonna throw the book at him. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> Uh, he can be forgiven in God's eyes and my eyes, but he still has to suffer some consequences for pouring dookie all over me. Yes. When the part about it giving her eyelashes and getting her eyes, that is revolting. I, it's the worst. It's the worst. I mean, I, honestly, this is how I've, this has never come across my my mind no, ever uh, at any point in my life that right. I thought you know there's people out there who would probably save up hot diarrhea and dump it on somebody. <laughs> right. That's never never thought of that. No, you never think about that. It's oh like I don't want to get stabbed. I don't want to get mugged. Something yes. like that. Never just do do right on your head out of a bucket in your eyes. Yeah. Oh, and getting oh. all in your car. Yeah. Oh, you got to sell the car. I was going to say, this is your car, sir. Yeah. You just bought it. Yeah, right. Hey, hey, homeless guy, you got somewhere to stay now. <laughs> Maybe we can bury you in it. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. That's oh, rough. Oh, man. That's rough. That's nightmare fuel. You know, that's worst case scenario. Terrible. Of things that could ever happen to you, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there's, you know, death and then bucket of diarrhea over the head. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know? Yes. I mean, goodness gracious. Well, prayers for that lady. I feel bad for her. All right. Well, let's move along here to our uh, next story here, which is judges involved in a shooting at an Indiana White Castle suspended without pay. Three Indiana judges have been suspended without pay for their involvement in a shooting during a drunken brawl outside of a White Castle restaurant in May. The state Supreme Court said in an order published Tuesday that the county circuit judges Andrew Adams, Bradley B. Jacobs, both of Clark County, and Sabrina R. Bell of Crawford County behaved in a way that was not merely embarrassing on a personal level, they discredited the entire Indiana judiciary. So, an investigation by the Indiana Commission on Judicial Qualifications depicted the judges as wandering the streets of Indianapolis where they were attending a judicial conference in a drunken haze in the middle of the night in May. The judges and a fourth man, Clark County Magistrate William Dawkins, met up at a bar where they drank for several hours before deciding to go to a strip club, which was closed. I didn't. I mean, strip. I thought they were like pretty much perpetually open. Investigators said so. Then they decided to go to the White Castle. Naturally, that's a that's a good second yeah, choice, right? Let's just go get something to eat. Uh, the judges remained outside while Dawkins went inside at about three fifteen a.m. That was when two men drove by in a car and shouted something out of the window. To which Bell, she was the female Sabrina Bell, mm-hmm. extended her middle finger in response. Okay. The men pulled into the parking lot and got out, which led to a heated verbal altercation with all participants yelling. Because you can't have a judge, you know, flipping the middle no, finger at no, you. right. Can't have that. Well, at 3.15 in the morning, yes. there's nobody out that's either not drunk or not up to something, you know. So you don't go flipping and hollering anybody because it's going to turn into something, right? And if somebody goes flipping and hollering at you, yeah, you just don't you just keep driving? I well, mean, you're in a car. Yeah, right. Well, and then and then you find out later it's a judge. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. Uh, so it said that led to a heated verbal altercation with all participants yelling, using profanity, and making dismissive, mocking, or insolent gestures towards the other group. A beautiful cacophony of humanity That's right, right here. This would be akin to a Waffle House parking lot <laughs> yes. at 3.15 a.m. on a game day in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. The confrontation ended when one of the men from the car identified as Brandon Kaiser pulled a gun, and shot Adams once and Jacobs twice, investigators said. Oh, no. Both men underwent emergency surgery and and were hospitalized for several days. Investigators said Adams kicked Kaiser in the back during the scuffle. That's why he was criminally charged with battery, while Jacobs and Bell weren't charged. According to court documents, the investigation found that Bell was so drunk she couldn't remember flipping off the car, (laughs) but she concedes that the security camera video shows her making this gesture. Hmm. In her statement to detectives, Bell said she was good friends with Adams and Jacobs and that both were very protective of me. So... (laughs) I don't know what that means. She also told investigators that she gets mouthy when she drinks. (laughs) I'm fiery and I'm feisty, but if I would have ever thought for a second that they were going to fight or that guy had a gun on him, I would never, never, Bell said. Because we all know that the 
the measure of whether you should or should <laughs> yeah. not offend somebody is if, is if they have a gun. Right. You, sh- you shouldn't treat everyone equally and try right. to be nice to everyone. No, no. It's, it's only just, people you think yeah. that they're armed. Right. Those are the people you try not yeah. to offend. And this is why you concealed carry so you can act like a butt <laughs> to everybody, right? Yes. <laughs> it evens the playing field. <laughs> Um, all three judges were brought up on disciplinary charges leading to this week's order. Um, the Supreme Court suspended Adams for 60 days and Jacobs and Bells for 30 days, all without pay. Kaiser, the guy who shot them, is scheduled for trial in early January. And the other man in the car, who is Kaiser's nephew, pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor battery the first week of this month. And he was sentenced to, a, sentenced to 180 days of detention and a year of probation. Wow. So just let this be a lesson to all the judges. I'm number one podcast among judges, as far as I know, um, yes. to be able to handle your liquor, you know, maybe turn in a little bit earlier than 3.15 a.m. Like, I haven't been in my wild drinking days in a long time. What's the rule, though? Well, like, what, what do you mean? Which rule? There's a lot of rules. <laughs> Something like there's only two things open yeah, at right. 1 a.m. and neither one of those is good for you. Well, and that's what I'd say, like... <laughs> If I had been in their shoes, when we show up at the strip club and it's closed, that's when you go, hey, guys, it's time to turn it in. We're out a little late. You know, we got a whole judges conference. I got to iron my robe, you know. Let me remind you. Yeah. The strip club. Yeah. The strip club. (laughs) It's closed. Was closed. Okay. Those ladies already are home, you know. (laughs) They've done tucked in their little kids. Yeah, they're studying their nursing books for school, right? You know. they already They already had a full day. Let's go ahead and turn into. <laughs> I bet you from now on when they go out, they would get in a little earlier. Or they're like, they tell that Sabrina, like, hey, you keep your mouth shut while we're waiting on our order at White Castle. Yes. Don't say nothing to nobody. No, no fingers. <laughs> no fingers, no gestures. Yeah. So tough, tough luck for these judges. But don't worry. In 60 days, they'll be back on the bench telling you that what you did was wrong and sentencing you to jail. So it's all cool. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about at all. <sighs> well, John, what's your uh, what's your opinion on Christmas decor or holiday decorations? <laughs> oh, oh, holiday decorations. <laughs> well, you heretic. I'm just saying there's, you know, now we celebrate Christmas at my house. Right. But I realize that there may be some people listening to this who celebrate Kwanzaa yeah, or, or Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Sure. Or if you're just like a straight up hardcore atheist, you're not going to celebrate nothing but solstice. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. Um, I don't mind them. You know, I hate putting up Christmas decorations. Oh, I do too. I mean, absolute worse. And I know this is that time of year where we always complain about somebody decorating for a certain holiday before yeah, like we people, get this other one. Yeah, putting their Christmas trees up right after Halloween and like they're For me personally, I feel like Halloween or, you know, in Baptist circles, fall festival, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Nothing Christmas related goes up before that. But now Thanksgiving, for me personally, I feel like Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of blend together for me. Okay. So come I, November 1st, you do you decorate how you want to. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. It's not mine. Okay. I But Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday out mm-hmm. of all holidays. I love Thanksgiving. It's the biggest holiday for my family where all my cousins come in and we all get together once a year. And watch football on that teeny yeah. tiny 25-inch <laughs> box TV. <laughs> my parents have a new TV, thank you. <laughs> yes, but used to, right, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I love Thanksgiving. And I don't like people stealing Thanksgiving shine because right. 
especially as Americans, we have so much to be thankful for. We do. You know, and I don't mean to sound, you know, condescending because I'm a world traveler now, you know, <laughs> I've had intercourse in another country, not to brag. <laughs> Me too. Okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. High uh, five. <laughs> 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 but yeah like uh i you know i but we do we have such a easy life here and i think man we need to take some time really on a daily basis to thank mm-hmm. the lord for all that he's given us and i love thanksgiving and i don't like people you know i know we're celebrating jesus's birthday before all the nerds get fired up i know he wasn't born in december <laughs> yeah, well like, we don't probably he yeah. was probably not born in december yeah, more than likely not born in december <laughs> yes. we co-opt another holiday brilliant pr pr move by the I early mean, church the odds of us being right is 364 yeah, one. <laughs> yes right i don't but i just don't enjoy people putting up their christmas stuff too early because then that puts pressure on me to get it up early <laughs> okay so well maybe you can get behind this then. Okay. Family ordered to take down Christmas decorations, including their snowman, until closer to the holiday. All right. There you go. <laughs> okay. A Texas family was ordered to take down Christmas decorations, including their inflatable snowman, <laughs> by the homeowners association of their neighborhood, which contended that it was too early to put up holiday displays in front of their home. San Antonio news station WOAI reported. Okay. Time out. Okay. This is completely not literally off the subject, but it just came in my mind. Monday night, my homeowners association is having a meeting at Carroll's Creek, by the way. Really? Yes. I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> Nobody ran that through me, but when, whatever. This, this coming Monday? This coming Monday. But we got this like very cryptic letter in the mail the other day that was like, there's like a clique of people who run the neighborhood. And, you know, if you're not going to vote, please sign your proxy votes over to me and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what kind of like, you know, like shady stuff we got going on in the neighborhood here? It's very weird. So you need to take this over. That's what I was thinking. You're was a like, take what charge just, type of guy. You what need if I to just take show control? up and I'm just like getting, getting, uh, I get all the power in the neighborhood you well know. You, i mean you can say that hey this church we're meeting in it's i'm a deacon church. here yeah i'm a deacon yeah. here and yeah. all of you should conduct yourself accordingly <laughs> yes. right have a have a pinky ring on and make them all kiss it <laughs> i mean i feel that's kind of uh what am i trying to say like you know once somebody comes in and they're just oh that's just a regular old joe nobody right coming in off the streets yeah. you come in as deacon of the church we're right. meeting at you're already like one kind of step right. up and I'm ho- above I don't, everybody. Else. I don't know if we're having it in the gym or like in the sanctuary, but wherever it is, I think it'd be gym, like gym. You mean the family life yeah, center? Yeah, the family life center. <laughs> <laughs> Which have you ever thought about yes. how there are no out of bounds on the basketball court we have? It's right. just the walls. You yeah. know, it's basically like a hockey, you know, thing. Yeah. But I thought it'd be like a huge flex. Like while somebody was talking about, it, just got up and went and started messing with the thermostat or whatever, you know. And people like, look what you're doing. Oh, it's my church. Don't. It's fine. It's my church. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Time in. Back in. Okay. That. Well, anyway, the Simmons family received the notice from Diamond Association Management and Consulting on November fourth, three days after the family put the decorations up at their home in the North San Antonio area. Our one family member, Claudia Simmons, said that it worked better for them to put up the decorations early since she was eight months pregnant because probably in two more weeks i'm not going to be able to build all this she told the tv station other decorations they used in their display include a reindeer and a santa holding onto a helicopter but the <laughs> snowman was the only item specifically mentioned in the notice oh somebody i wonder if she, snowman i wonder if she could leave up the other ones yeah, right. just take down the snowman i don't know 
the family told WOIA that they didn't plan to remove their decorations, saying they weren't ever told that what would be an acceptable time to put them up. We're not going to do it, said Claudia's husband, Nick. It's the Christmas spirit. We're not going to be forced by the HOA to take it down. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, that. Well, what are they going to do? I mean, I mean, they can find you, at least according to our like covenants or whatever. They can find you. <laughs> a covenant? Yeah. Dang, that's what yeah. y'all had to do here? Yeah, we had to. I circumcised my children <laughs> for us to move into this neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they can find you or place like a lien on your property if it gets to a point of it. But no one ever messes with us here, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, so far. They have like a whole, like in all those covenants, have all a list of rules and stuff like nobody's supposed to park on the street overnight. Mm Got to pull your trash can back or whatever. But, you know, I just figure if they ever find me, I was like, okay, you know, like, (laughs) all right, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. let's see. Let's take it. See how far we can go with it. Can you slap them in the face with a glove and challenge them to a duel? duel? Maybe so. Maybe so. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Homeowners associations can get a little bit out of hand. From my experience, we were in one before, uh, not in our last house, but the one before that. And they were very, you know, like, you need to cut your grass and blah, blah, blah. Well, a lot of times, you know, you give somebody who's like a closet Nazi a yeah. little bit of power. Exactly. And it goes to their head and they want to flex on everybody. Right, yeah. But really, all you'd have to do is go by and knock on the door and be like, hey, I'm John from the Homeowners Association. I noticed you hadn't rolled your trash can back in a mm-hmm. week. You mind getting that back behind the fence? You know, we... We got that in the rules and everybody else is doing it. We just want you to do that, you know, and everybody would probably be really cool about that. But instead, they're going to send you some letter and say you're fined $25 or whatever for mm-hmm. not doing it. And, you know, it's ridiculous. But what's really ridiculous is you have management companies who run homeowners associations. And so those are like for profit businesses <laughs> right. that the homeowners association contracts with to do all their dirty work. And mm-hmm. I think that's what all the cryptic letter was about. Mm-hmm. It's like, we need to take back our neighborhood and all that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, these people were, I'm, I, I would not, first of all, I'm not a fan of yard inflatables. Okay. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I don't like them. I think they're stupid. One time Dieter bought this big spider for Halloween or a fall festival mm-hmm. or whatever. We had to put it up in our yard. I was so embarrassed to come home. <laughs> in my yard. But I did it because I love her. And, but so I'm not a big fan of yard inflatables, but you still, it's your house. Put your stuff up if you want to put it up, right. you know, unless there's some specific rules in the homeowners association that says you can't, which you sign when you bought the house. That's what they make you do or built the house. And, then you signed on to that knowing these are the rules and I have to abide by them. Mm-hmm. But then I would probably just tell the dude, like, I would just ask him, like, how much is the fine? And he's like, 150 bucks. I'm like, okay, here's a check. I'm leaving my stuff up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I already got it out. What are you going to do? You know, <laughs> I, I've, I've never, you know, lived under the regime of a homeowners <laughs> association, but. I've read enough horror stories. It just, I don't like the idea of being in a homeowners association. I think it all depends on how you act. You right. Know? Like you can be confrontational towards mm-hmm. them or you can just be like, well, I'm going to do the little things and they'll probably ignore all the rest. You know, they're, they're looking at the problem houses, not me, you know, cause I'm pulling <laughs> my trash can back. Nobody's parking on the street overnight at my place, you know? So, well, I know that there's a, there's one neighborhood, Clear Creek, Clear Creek. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I know that I've heard they're, they're horrible. Okay. I don't know if this is true, but I remember it was Easter time one year and somebody put like a cross in their yard and they got a letter. 
another cryptic letter about having their cross up. Oh, for real? Yeah. And so I think this person that I'm talking about, not naming their name, went and got like a huge cross, like one that you can see <laughs> from like several neighborhoods over and put it up. Put up like, and like I think that. it's still there now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, it's I think it's hit or miss with a right. homeowners association and probably whoever's in charge. You know, yeah. like if I was in charge of your homeowners association, everything would be cool. You know, I know. I was about to say if if I was in charge of of a homeowners association, it would have to be a crack house before I would take yeah, any action. Right. That's what know? I'm thinking too. You know, you got to be really <laughs> bad. You know, like I mean, I wouldn't do anything until I've got to like don the bulletproof vest yeah. and put camo paint on my face exactly. and go and. Save somebody. I definitely wouldn't get on somebody for putting up Christmas decorations early. Not at all. You know, which I'm thinking, I'm hoping that we're not in a neighborhood that goes all out for Christmas. You know, like (laughs) Clear Creek does. You know, they go all out for it. They do. I don't want to be in that neighborhood because I'm going to be the only house with nothing on it. (laughs) Every year my kids ask me to put lights on the house. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do it, guys. Why can't you just. You have lights on your house all the time, but you just turn them on the month of December. Well, that's that's pretty what much we need. every trailer park in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like built in oh, so okay. that you don't see them. Yeah, I got you. You know, yeah, I don't know. That maybe maybe you're onto something. That's what we need to do. Yeah, we're patented that. Nobody take our idea. <laughs> like year round lights that blend into like your your whole house. You know. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad idea. But then come December, you just flip them yeah, on. Yeah, you just flip a switch or, built in. Or maybe you're having a party. Yeah, oh, yeah. Feeling a little extra festive. That's right, yeah. Yeah, you want to light up the backyard or whatever, you <laughs> yeah. just turn the Christmas lights on. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate that idea at all. Well, anyway, how about this next story here? Denver will pay $300,000. Okay. That's, you know, over a quarter of a million dollars to a pilot who stood naked in front of his hotel room window. Okay. Wait a minute. So he's getting... <laughs> he's getting paid. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. All I got was laughed at, but whatever. <laughs> the city of Denver has agreed to pay $300,000 to a pilot who was arrested after standing naked in front of his hotel room window All right. at the Denver International Airport. Wow. Now, this is the airport that is uh, like the, the seat yeah, of the right. Illuminati this with all it, the creepy yeah. pictures yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. And like the... Uh, the Satan horse statue in front of it. Yeah, right. I'm sure it has nothing to do with their football team. Yeah, nothing to do with the Broncos. No, it's it's an Illuminati symbol, (laughs) of course. Right. United Airlines pilot Andrew Collins said that he had no idea anyone could see him when he opened up the curtains on his 10th floor room. Ah. He sued for wrongful arrest. Wow. Colin, ten floors up and they ten saw floors up. I mean That's kudos, impressive. kudos to this guy. Kudos to this guy. All right. Yeah. What a ultimate flex on everybody. Yeah. You can see me from space. That's right. Man, I heard his nickname was Muley. Oh wow. Colin said on the morning of September twentieth, twenty eighteen, he woke up in his room at the airport hotel and opened the curtains to enjoy the view. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the only one, apparently. That's right. <laughs> he was walking around his room while on a business call about his ongoing campaign to become the elected leader of the nation's largest pilot union. Oh, wow. Maybe that has something to do with That's his arrest. That's probably it. <laughs> a little, uh, little uh, dirty politics. <laughs> yes. A witness who called police said that a naked man was acting inappropriately. Oh, okay. So... Maybe it's probably morning is itching, you know. <laughs> I don't that know. That can get, you know, misinterpreted. <laughs> yes. I got you. 
He says, quote, that didn't mean I was standing there doing any lewd behavior, Collins told CBS4. I just had an expectation of privacy. Okay. Well, you did till you opened the window. Yeah, you did open the window, buddy. <laughs> Collins explained that in his 26 years as a commercial pilot, he has stayed at more than 2,000 hotels. Most, he added, have tinted or mirrored windows, so he assumed the West End at DIA did as well. Collins' attorney, Craig Silverman, said that the two responding Denver police officers went too far when they arrested the captain for indecent exposure. Silverman said that police did not have a warrant to go into the hotel room. A respected family man and outstanding veteran aviator, Captain Collins, was the victim of an unjustified and warrantless entry into his hotel room, followed by an arrest in days of miserable incarceration, Silverman mm. stated. The criminal case against Captain Collins was properly dismissed, but not before Captain Collins was suspended for half a year from his job as a direct result of the wrongful charges against him. Collins said that the case impacted his whole family. My family has had to deal with the things they had nothing to do with, Collins told CBS4 back in March. I have three boys who serve in the United States Air Force. They've had to listen to the jokes of their superiors <laughs> about their father doing things in front of the window. <laughs> My wife was a 30-year flight attendant for United Airlines, and she has to go to work and listen to the same comments. I bet you they're like, <laughs> yes. I bet you our co-workers are like, good job, Helen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Silverman said that while the city has paid for violating his client's constitutional rights, the, ho the hotel has not. The DIA Weston needs to make changes to warn hotel guests that the interiors of its hotel rooms do not afford privacy, but are in fact visible to unseen people far away in the Denver International Airport Terminal. What? Stated. <laughs> you know, wow. I'm thinking about booking a room. I tell you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The DIA Weston should take responsibility for its own behavior on September 20th, 2018, and take appropriate steps to make sure that what happened to Captain Collins never happens to another customer. Wow. End of story. Captain Collins, kudos to you, buddy. <laughs> yes. I mean, coming out smelling like roses. <laughs> you ain't got to fly no more. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, you got a quarter million dollars and you're a legend, basically. <laughs> yes. You know? I mean, good for you, man. Good for you. And now they're going after the hotel. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to get the hotel next for <laughs> yes. for not warning him, you know? Yeah. Wow. Man. I mean, goodness. <laughs> from on 10th floor getting seen from the terminal at an airport. That's I feel like if it was me. All they would have done is rang my room and said, sir, close your blinds. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. that would have been all I got. <laughs> right. Well, I'm weird. I get fully dressed like as soon as I can. I don't like being naked, you know. Right. And so I couldn't imagine walking around just talking on my phone naked, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I guess if I look like this dude, it'd be a whole different story. <laughs> I mean, I'm very proud of it. Oh, goodness. Well, mommy, is that guy fishing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that kind of goes uh, hand in hand, so to speak, with our next story, which is from the South China Morning Post. Okay. The headline reads, uh, Chinese-made condoms are too small, Zimbabwe's health minister complains. Now, see, that's why I never use Chinese condoms. <laughs> Just want to go ahead and get that out there. 
I don't even know how to work a condom. <laughs> you know? Well, that's why you have four kids. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A Chinese condom manufacturer says it is considering making its products in a different sizes after Zimbabwe's health minister complained that contraceptives made in China and exported to, a- to the African nation were too small for its men. <laughs> okay, just a bit of just a marketing tip from Tiny here at the Earth Audio Podcast. You might want to name your sizes large, extra large, and extra extra large <laughs> instead of small, medium, and large. Okay, <laughs> right. Uh, Health Minister David Paraninyawatwa. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Everybody knows him. Made the comments at an event in the capital, Harar, last week to promote HIV AIDS prevention, according to the website NewsZimbabwe.com. The Southern African region has the highest incidence of HIV, and we are promoting the use of condoms, (laughs) Paraninyawatwa was quoted as saying. Youths now have a particular condom that they like. Youths now? Youth. <laughs> okay. Youths. Youth now have a particular condom that they like, but we don't manufacture them. We import condoms from China, and some men complain they are too small. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Men from Zimbabwe. <laughs> uh Parinthiwayatwa added that Zimbabwe and firms should look at making condoms rather than relying on imports. Smart. Yeah. Zhao Chuan, the chief executive of the condom manufacturer Beijing Daxing <laughs> and his friend's technology company. He said that's the name of the company. Hold on. <laughs> Beijing Daxwing and his friend's technology company. His company responded, well, we've never had anyone complain before. Yeah, nobody said anything <laughs> here. Uh, told the South China Morning Post that the firm was planning to make contraceptives in different sizes. As to the different demands from customers, such as in Zimbabwe, Diaxing, as a Chinese manufacturer, has the ability and the obligation to make a contribution So we have started to do some surveys on users' data in the region to make preparations for future products with different sizes. I'd like to know about that user data, you know? Just like see how I stack up, you know? Uh, Zhao said that customers around the world had different requirements with Chinese men preferring thinner condoms while not worrying about the size, while customers in North America liked a softer contraceptive. Zimbabwe is one of the countries in sub-Saharan Africa worst affected by HIVs with an estimated 13.5% of its adult population infected with the virus. Hmm. The use of condoms is a key way to limit the spread of the infection. The country has become one of the top five condom importers in the world, according to local media reports. What's number one? Uh, It does not say. But it does say China is one of the world's largest condom producers. And we know that China always produces quality <laughs> They products. make everything yeah. in China, right? And, and always quality, you know, highest yeah. quality. This microphone stand that won't hardly stand up is made in China. <laughs> the nation has about 300 condom manufacturers producing about 3 billion contraceptives each year. So... Available for sale on Alibaba. Yeah. So for all you teenagers out there buying condos, they're more than likely made in China. So just think about that. Yeah. You can probably go on Alibaba and get your picture printed on, I don't know, a hundred thousand of them. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, China's going to have to up their 
size requirements <laughs> for the Zimbabwe men and the pilot of this plane in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. This is uh, this is my last story of the day. Nicholas Cage is in talks to star as Nicholas Cage All right. <laughs> in yes. a meta drama, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Okay. This comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Lionsgate pushed aside several suitors and is in final negotiations to pick up the meta movie project that references Leaving Las Vegas and Face Off and more. Nicholas Cage has spent the last several years knocking out one low-budget yarn after another. Yep. Why we don't have a National Treasure 3 is beyond me. I don't know. <laughs> What's your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Let me think. It's got to be National Treasure or maybe Left Behind. <laughs> Kid. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, the best Nicolas Cage movie ever made was Raising Arizona. Have okay. you ever seen Raising Never Arizona? Seen oh, that movie is amazing. You should definitely <laughs> watch it. Raising Arizona. I'm surprised I've seen a movie you haven't seen. It's so funny. Love yeah, that he movie. did Ghost Rider. Yeah, he, he was did. far less scary as the skeleton <laughs> when he was uh, <laughs> when he was Johnny Blazer. Okay, but yeah, no, go watch Raising Arizona. <laughs> Amazing right. movie. I'm sure our friends over at Retro Rewind have seen it. They'll tell you that movie's so. Does funny. it get the John Long two thumbs up? I would give it two thumbs up for sure. Okay, but yeah, great movie. Good, <laughs> good comedy. <laughs> Yeah, It says here that other than some occasional voice work, the last major studio release starring the actor was 2011's Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. That can't be right. 2011. Well, he did. He did the remake of Left Behind. But maybe, maybe that wasn't a major studio release. You know? I think it was straight to DVD. Okay. So. All right. Anyway, it says, but now Cage could be back. Uh, in a big way as he finds himself in the center of a hot deal for a project in which he would play one of the most iconic characters in Hollywood himself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lionsgate beating out several suitors such as HBO Max and Paramount is in final negotiations to pick up the unbearable weight of massive talent. The Hollywood Reporter has learned the meta movie project has a script by Tom Gormkin. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Tom. And Kevin Eaton. Oh, yeah. With Gorman attached to direct. Yeah. Cage, if deals close, would star as actor Nicolas Cage. The character is desperate to get a role in a new Tarantino movie while also dealing with a strained relationship with his teenage daughter. He also occasionally talks to an egotistical 1990s version of himself who rides him for making too many crappy movies and for not being a star anymore. <laughs> okay. So, this actually sounds pretty interesting. It really does. Yeah. Okay, now, spoiler alert, for anyone who wants to, who doesn't want to have the movie spoiled for him, we are fixing to go into some plot details okay. here. I don't care. It says that the Cage character, which the Cage character is Nicolas Cage, mm -hmm. but anyway, it says that he is also under a mountain of debt and finds himself forced to make an appearance at a birthday party of a Mexican billionaire who happens to be a fan of Cage's work and secretly hopes to show him a script on which that he's been working. Okay. While he bonds with the man, Cage is informed by the CIA that the billionaire is actually a drug cartel kingpin who has kidnapped the daughter of a Mexican presidential nominee oh, wow. and is recruited by the U.S. government to get intelligence. The situation spirals even more dramatically when the Mexican brings over Cage's daughter and his ex-wife for a reconciliation. And when their lives are on the line, Cage takes on the role of a lifetime. The story is meta and includes nods to Cage's 
former works as Leaving Las Vegas, Face Off, and Gone in 60 Seconds. Remember Gone in 60 I Seconds? Do. That's pretty good. I never watched it, but I remember it. It's all right. I've seen Face Off. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite. No. What's the one where he was uh, he was like an ex-con? Oh, that's Con, Con Air. Air. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. He was from Alabama in that movie. He was. Yeah, me and Deidre made out to that one in the movie theater <laughs> back when we were dating. Yeah. The project has tones of adaptation, which starred Cage, John claude Van Damme's meta-movie JCVD, and the John Travolta Hollywood caper Get Shorty, among others. Mm-hmm. Kevin Turin, who produced the just-released drama Waves and was an executive producer on HBO's Euphoria, would produce with Cage and his Saturn Films banner along with Mike Nielsen. Anyway, it just goes on and on to talk more about it, but uh, that's just kind of crazy that yeah. uh, Nicolas Cage is going to be playing Nicolas Cage right. in a fictional movie about himself. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, I, hope, I wish the best for Nicolas Cage. Yes. Based solely off of Raising Arizona. I love that movie. <laughs> it is so funny, man. I hope you watch it. Is it streaming on Netflix? I have no idea. Amazon Prime? No idea. <laughs> I don't know about any of that stuff, but it's a great movie. It's a great movie. So I recommend it to anybody listening. Go watch Raising Arizona. According to this, if you have stars, it's included in their subscription. Okay. So you can watch it on stars. There you go. Anywhere else it's available, but it's three ninety nine. So. Oh, it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth every bit of it. Yeah. It's a great movie. Speaking of streaming, have y'all tried out Disney Plus yet? No. Oh, John. Yeah. It's the greatest. For houses with kids. There can be no greater service to no. mankind than Disney nah. Plus. I don't even know, like, I don't even know the intricacies of streaming stuff, you know, and how to get signed up for all that. If we didn't have Mud Hut's password to <laughs> Netflix, allegedly have his password to Netflix, I wouldn't even know how to do that. So, and I don't even use that that much. I watch football on TV and football only because I'm a man. Right. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get to our last story. We've got to wrap it up here. A gambler loses a bet and allegedly offers his wife to opponent as a payment. Didn't know you could do that. Mm. At least not here in America. In northeastern, in the northeastern Indian state of Bihar, an Indian man gambled away more money than he could afford to pay, so he allegedly offered the man who won the bet something rather unusual, his wife. <laughs> Well, you probably can do that over there. <laughs> yeah. If that weren't enough humiliation for the wife, as the Daily Mail reports, when the man returned home after his catastrophic adventure, he awakened his wife, whose name is Shonda Devi, and reportedly instructed her to pack her bags because the opponent would arrive the next morning to collect his winnings. Debbie told reporters, my husband told me that the winner was coming to the house in the morning, so I should get ready to leave with him because he lost the bet. <laughs> oh, no. Strike one was losing the bet. Strike two was allegedly offering his wife. And strike three in the morning when his wife refused to leave with the opponent, Shaha allegedly assaulted Debbie, prompting her to go to the police station to report what happened. Senior police official Kumar Sunny stated... We have registered the case and have begun investigation. And he added they wanted to interview Debbie for additional information and had asked her to return so they could do so. But she never came back, having fled to live with her parents. Hmm. He said we were informed the woman had left for her parents' home. Gulf News reported of another incident in which the wife in which a wife was offered to the winner in a gambling match in the very same district, but with a twist. 
the wife who left the, with the winner was, in fact, the gambler who lost the bet. <laughs> she had gambled and lost to a local villager, Bahamdali Yadav, in an annual, annual gambling fair in Diwali. The winner who, who hugged the wife in public view after she lost took the married woman back to his home for two days. Uh, Gulf News stated she happily went away with the winner. <laughs> so she was all about it. Yeah, yeah, she was into it. So that's the end of that. But okay, I would just say, you know, is there's there's a lot worse than losing your wife, right? <laughs> Gambling away your wife, right? You can get your kneecaps taken out, any of that, you know. I maybe mean, the guy didn't really like his wife. I feel like radical feminism has a has its work cut out for him in, in India. India. Oh yeah, so. yeah, for real. There's a there's some problems in India yeah. all around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, not that we're not without problems. I was about to say, not that America doesn't have problems, but yeah. When was well, the, the last time we read a story like that over here? I was told a story, I want to say by my dad, that there was a guy in Bankston, Alabama, who traded his wife for a motorcycle. <laughs> Best deal ever. <laughs> <laughs> this same people had this house. <laughs> That And I was told this, too, that they had stolen a horse one time, <laughs> oh, and they no. put it upstairs and, like, tied it up or whatever, and then the horse, like, jumped out of the window and hung itself. <laughs> <laughs> that's from my dad's hometown of Bankston, Alabama. That's Alabama for you. That's right, yeah. That's just a, that's a normal day in Alabama. <laughs> oh, but man. trade your wife for a motorcycle, that's, that's not a bad deal. <laughs> as long as it's not a dirt bike. Well, it depends on, yeah, you know, you want to get a Harley, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not cued into the motorcycle. You know, I, I don't know a lot about motorcycles. I just can't make the fashion commitment to get into <laughs> motorcycle lifestyle. Yeah. You got to start cutting sleeves off of stuff, get a whole lot of denim and everything and leather. And I just can't do that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. And let me tell you, the homemade chips from Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. You'll also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, and Mart's Mart in Northport, and Piggly Wiggly in Northport. Correct. Took a second for all that to come back. (laughs) (laughs) All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel so patriotic that you would slash a baby Trump balloon (laughs) while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. 
world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's E-O-P and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right. For community news this week, we did get another review roll in. All right. But we also got an email roll in from our friend Sadie. Okay. Over in the UK. Sadie. Yay. (laughs) Let's read that. Sadie's like been with us from early on. She has. You know, one of the first worldwide fans (laughs) we've had. Yes. Yeah. She writes... I, I'm not going to try to do it. I, I, I wish I could do a British accent. I better not. <laughs> hey, mate. I don't know. I can't do one either. <laughs> she says, hi, both. Cheerio. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Just wanted to say good luck with the off the floor event next month. I think it's really good of you to support the campaign. I looked up SD Allen Ministries on Twitter after I heard the interview on your show this week. It looks like they do some great work. I'm not a thousandaire like John, but I'll try and send them a donation on the day. Also, I heard Kevin and Samantha giving you to a massive shout out on the Where's the Line podcast this week. Yay. Thank you, Kevin and Samantha. That was really awesome of y'all. Thank you. Hope that the Off the Floor show goes well for all involved. Have a great week, Sadie. All right. So, Sadie, thank you so much for writing into the show. Love you, Sadie. Thank you for your donation to SD Allen Ministries. And we'll never follow up to know if you did or not. So thanks anyways. <laughs> and thank you for giving us an excuse to talk about our event. That's right. Coming up next month. Yeah. December 13th. December 13th. It's at SD Allen Ministries Warehouse. Yeah. Um, Everybody knows where that is. Real quick, I'm going to look up the address right now. <laughs> Should have had that ready. Yeah, that's cool. While he's doing that, let me guilt you into coming <laughs> to our event at the SD Allen Ministries Warehouse that we're having on December 13th at lunchtime. Uh, we would like for you to come out and support this ministry that do- goes a long way, puts all its time, effort, and resources into getting poor children into beds and off the floor. And off the floor. Uh, it is located at 1220 17th Street, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, 35401. 1220 17th Street? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, for those of us who are local, it's over there kind of across from Central High School. Right. Yeah. You know. Yep, I know exactly where it is. All right. Give me an address. I get you anywhere in the world in this town. <laughs> Man, I deliver food all over this place. I know all where all of it is. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing a live show. Jeff is supposed to be seeing about getting us some food so everyone can pick up a sack lunch or okay. something. All We're right. going to try to have hot cocoa and cookies. Yeah. And here's a little bit of announcement. Okay. Due to exponential population growth, I actually got a letter from Santa Claus himself the man. The man. And he has so many people this year that he's going to need some help going through his naughty and nice list. Uh-huh. Now, we believe that Christ alone has the has the authority to forgive sins. It's, yes. But any Christmas wrongs you may have committed, right? if you confess them to us and make a donation to S.D. Allen, we might be able to get you on the nice list. That's regardless. Right. Yes. It's, it's called <laughs> indulgences. Yes. Okay? They've been very popular. <laughs> Very popular in the past. <laughs> and this is indulgences for your Christmas wrongdoings. Like, I've got one right here. Uh, this one comes from Anonymous, and it okay. says, I enjoyed a white chocolate mocha from Starbucks, and it wasn't in a red cup. Oh, wow. <laughs> Was not in a red oh, cup. Oh, no. So. All right. <laughs> by the authority of the Earth Oddity podcast, we absolve you of Christmas wrongs and request that you be placed on the nice list in good standing. That's right. Yes. And thank you for your donation. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
<laughs> That's not heresy. No. No, is it? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. We're not really absolving anyone of anything. We're just getting you on, we're just getting you on the nice list. Well, yeah, we're getting you off the hook with Santa. Yes. What's well, between you and Jesus is between you and Jesus. Okay. Right. We have a whole lot to do with that. You know? We can introduce you to him. But you gotta handle everything from there. Yeah. But so everybody uh, uh confess your Christmas wrongs. Yeah. And we'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put in a word. Yes. Yeah, me and Santa's pretty tight. We're both fat. We both have beards at times. We're so. both jolly. Yeah, I'm very jolly. Everyone knows me as jolly. Yeah. Right. Not at all cynical and jaded by years of getting beat down by life. Like Coca-Cola. That's right. Yes. All right. So, well, in, once again, December 13th, come out and see us at the event. Um, you know, if wherever you're at, Sadie, of course, can't fly in. Understand that. Right. But uh, we do appreciate her support and people around the world. You can find them on Twitter and you can make a donation through their website when we're having the event and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, help help kids out, which is really a great thing to do. You know, why would we not want to help children out? You know, that website if you would like to donate online, you can donate that at sdallen.org. Yeah. Is the website. Donate it in my name. Just, I mean, <laughs> just say in honor of John Long. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I guess that's, do you got anything else? No, not really. Uh, you Tell know, a friend. I want to say congratulations to our friend Squirrel. Saw last night on Facebook, he became like some big wig in the Knights of Columbus. So, Knights I, of Columbus? Yeah. You know what that is? Is it a cult? No, no, it's like a Catholic civic organization. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, like Masons for Catholics. So it's like <laughs> this double Illuminati. I gotcha. So that's what I'm trying to stay on his good side. <laughs> exactly. Right? right? Because they have uh, power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but congratulations to Squirrel, you know, and Todd, too. Uh, we appreciate all their support they've given us here at the show. And uh, and I, that seems to be a pretty, I don't know a whole lot about it. I know my college roommate Mason, his stepdad was in Knights of Columbus mm-hmm. and they did a lot of good work. And It seems like you yeah. help out this show and things just start happening yeah. for you. Yeah, I mean, things start going well for you. <laughs> yeah. I started doing this podcast a year later, I get to travel out of the country. So, you got know. Got a huge promotion at work. Got a huge promotion at work. Moved yeah. into a rich neighborhood. <laughs> moved into a rich neighborhood. Five bedroom house. <laughs> I have a huge office now. <laughs> and I like a love seat, a couple chairs, a conference table. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, two windows. I don't want to brag. <laughs> got two windows in my office. So, And me, I would just like to say the other day, I ordered a number one at McDonald's and they supersized it for free. Sweet. So there you Sweet. go. Sweet. I know you love those fries. I know <laughs> They're you not did. my favorite. I know you love those fries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Greatest fry, fries of all fries. In Bizarro World. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I guess that's it. That's it. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we're yep. on them all. Everywhere. If you would like to write into the show, you can write in. We are earthoddity at planetmill.net. Mm-hmm. If you would like to tweet at us, you can catch us on Twitter. We are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. That's right. 
And if you like to look at pictures, sometimes we post pictures. You can look at those underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. Missed one this week, but I was out of country. <laughs> I was on vacation. Yes. All right. And uh, if all of that fails, we have a very boring plain phone number that doesn't spell out anything interesting. What's that phone number? It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.